It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, and I'm delighted to be with Scott Head, the VP of Resort Operations at Waikoloa Beach Resort. Scott, thanks for joining me. No, it's great. It's, it's been a while. Thanks, it has Emily. been a while. And, Too long. And, uh, you know, I always open up by asking you to tell our listeners um, all about Waikoloa Beach Resort. I've been involved in the resort for almost 20 years or more and about it being a master plan community and let's go even further back to when it was part of uh, Waikoloa Village so give us a history and, and then we'll come up to date with what's going on well it's um, it's a 40 year story and when you look at it and, and just the, the, the vision that it takes to see something in a, you know, in a vacant lava field and what it's evolved to and over time really gives me chicken skin I first was introduced to Waikoloa in 1885 as a member of the University of Hawaii men's golf team. And um, we hosted, for Hawaii, the first time Hawaii had ever hosted the WAC championship, the old WAC with Colorado State, Air Force Academy, okay. Brigham Young, New Mexico, all the guys. And it, we played two rounds on the beach course and one round at Mauna Kea. And it was my first trip to the Big Island and to come out here and, um, grow, you know, growing up on Oahu, I had no sense of place you know i didn't know where i was when you drive out here and so at the time they had uh they had the 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 what was it the uh the, the grand waikoloa that, that was an outrigger i believe when it okay. first opened up and they had the 18 hole uh beach course and that was it and the beach course was magnificent you really you don't get a sense of feel for the how brilliant the routing is it's a wonderful routing as you go from, you know, the, the, the change of elevation here at Waikoloa that's relatively subtle. But when you don't have any of the, the, you know, the perimeter development, and you can see the ocean virtually from every hole, and you see how expansive these holes kind of network of holes run out there in these vacant lava fields, it was pretty cool to play it back then. And that was 1985. And then to come back and, and to return in 2007 to work for Waikoloa Land Company, and see how it had changed over what is that 22 years mm -hmm. I mean, a little longer than that but let me do the math correctly yeah for 22 years and to see it fully built up not fully built up but on the way to being fully built out we really epitomize what a uh, what a master planned resort community should be you know with all the various aspects various aspects of, of what goes with it and at that time, of course, it's, the golf course was probably the, the focal point of, of a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, the golf course was the epicenter. It, you know, like we talked about that before, that it's the first thing that goes in. Typically, you know, in a, in a uh, resort development, you put your golf course in and your infrastructure. And uh, so it's always been kind of the glue that ties all the various components to the resort together. And I remember well, uh, you know, the, when the King Shops opened up, and there's, there wasn't a gas station there. I mean, there was, right. a, it wasn't. People weren't used to stopping at a shopping center, and the resort was just starting to build up. And you, you fast forward to 2016, and let's just do that kind of an overview of what's out here now. The two golf courses, the many hotels, the the residential community is is not only huge but very involved in the Big Island community and all the wonderful things that are going on. Well, it's a 1,200-acre 12, uh, master plan resort community. You mentioned you had 36 holes of golf, for almost 2,000 hotel rooms, another 1,000 condominiums over you know seven different uh, condominium projects. And now we're really renowned for being a timeshare destination. We're the only uh, resort along the Kahala Coast that actually has allows timesharing. Uh, we've got 
roughly 650 units right now. Another 125 are going to be open here very shortly in, uh, you know, at, in Kingsland with Hilton Grand Vacations. And so we've got a lot to look forward to. They're, going to, they're obviously going to introduce more timeshare units over time. The amazing part about it is, is that you can do everything here. You can go shopping, you can go to the beach. The Omalu Bay is, a, is the most wonderful beach right here within the, within the Waikoloa Beach Resort. Uh, BikeWorks Beach and Sport is having the community bike rides every Tuesday. Let's just take a look at the last month of the events you've had. Uh, Lava Man, Waikoloa, a couple thousand multi-sport athletes from all over the country, all over the world. Uh, right. Renowned event. Well, internationally renowned event. And, you know, we're gonna, we, we've got the, the Kona Marathon at Waikoloa Beach Resort coming up as well. The Charity Walk will have... You know, in a few weeks, we'll have, you know, 2,500 people here walking. Um, we, we've got a lot going on here. I think it's largely because we welcome that type of activity. Uh, we're very a very welcoming place, and we've got the infrastructure in place to host those types of events. Well, it, welcoming is, is kind of an understatement because years ago, you never saw anybody walking those sidewalks from the Hilton down here to the, yeah. even the Queen Shops. And not only have you welcomed it, but you have supported these events and you've encouraged them. And uh, from Cinco de Mayo Swim and Milo Bay, which is a wonderful, also a long time event. The uh, Sunset Run, bringing out a couple, you know, five, 600 people to a 5K run that families could do during the Lava Man weekend. Yeah, right. You know, three, four years ago, you would never think of that. Well, I think it's five years old now, that particular event. But in the last five, six, seven years, every every morning, every evening, all day long, you see people riding their bike, taking walks, using the driving range, playing golf, going to the beach. So many things that weren't part of Waikoloa Beach Resort 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, people lead their lives differently. Um, but it, we are known as, as an active recreation resort, that's for sure. Whether you're, you're, you know, whether you're going to be out paddleboarding or jogging or taking a, a nice relaxing uh, walk on the beach or out playing golf, you know, we, um, but getting back to how we welcome it, we work with all those organizations, hand in glove, to, to, to coordinate them. And it's a big time commitment on, on our part, but it's an important component um, to kind of creating that type of lifestyle that, that we've been trying to create here at White Kaloa for a long time. And the Queen's Marketplace has become such a, a center, a heartbeat of, of activity for families and individuals and those of us that live in the area, people that live in Kona, because there's, there's great shopping, there's great restaurants, you've got the entertainment going on all the time in Center Court. The food court is, you know, meals that people can get that are very affordable and, and helpful to families, as well as some really nice, you know, little uh, yeah. higher point restaurants, but just a, a real mix of it's, what anybody would want. It's a, it's a real balanced uh, mix of tenancy there. We've been fortunate. We have the best tenants. They've been, uh, and, 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 they're, and they're all doing great. Um, Go back to the design of the shopping center, though. It was really designed with the intent of being an entertainment shopping center. And you can see it with the Coronation Pavilion and all that little area where you can put on events. You've got wide corridors, probably from, you know, retail experts would argue that the distance between one, you know, one, you know, one side of the mall to the other, it's too wide. It should be closer together so that, uh, but the, the intent was there to create a little racetrack where you could you could actually host thousands of people and be very comfortable and have a functional um, uh, event. 
in in the central part of the mall and and so um we you know we we run the events and we market the facility well, as such case in point the, the ukulele festival i think it was oh, the 16th year i've never missed it but yeah. it's so much fun i mean there were it was packed and it and the the area could hold it from people sitting in their beach chairs or on the lawn or all yep. the chairs you had set up and in the morning uh roy uh gave a, a ukulele class and then Did we you were attend all, that? oh absolutely that? and yeah. i got up and there were like could, 250 people oh there yeah for that. i think it's so wonderful and it gets yeah. better every year and, yeah. and uh, everybody could, I mean the, the entertainment was incredible the best ukulele players you could could hope for you know that are known world worldwide right but that's just one event that you've done when you say yeah. the coronation uh, I call it the center court but you call it the uh, coronation pavilion uh, pavilion and I just love it and my neighbor is a young hula dancer you've got the hula halaws of all ages yeah. uh, entertainment movies and the beauty of it is the center court or the uh, food court right there. It's yeah, which it, is really nice. It was it was very well planned out, and uh, you know they did they did a nice job set, laying out the shopping center. So let's talk a little bit about because uh, it's kind of my sport of choice. Even though I've you know I, I think of myself as a. a, a a past triathlete, having done the Ironman and stuff, but I, I love the golf course. I love your driving range. I, I just love the the way the facility is set up and the chipping green. I use it often, and and I love the things that you're doing with the family golf days every afternoon at three thirty and watch. Because I grew up as a junior golfer, and Waikoloa Beach Resort, nobody did more for junior golf in my mind than Waikoloa Beach Resort has over the years. Not just junior golf, but college golf, hosting events, yep. the Asia Pacific with the Hawaii State Junior Golf Association, of which you were one of the founding members and, and a strong board member, you know, such an advocate of that. Of course, as a member of the Aloha Section PGA, you were also a player of the year one year. So you understand, you know, you grew up, I think, probably as a junior golfer, and Parker McLaughlin, who represented the uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort on the PGA Tour was a junior golfer so you've, you've maintained that you're able to bring that background that you have into the to knowing how important that is and to con- contributing to our community well you know I grew up playing golf here you know I, I, I played junior golf here I played high school golf here I played golf at the University of Hawaii Manoa and then I you know became a young golf professional here and played competitively for a while so you know, having access to facilities is integral to to, to continued growth of the game, or to get the <laughs> to kickstart the growth of the game again. But Waikoloa has been doing this for 25 years, yeah. and uh, you know, he really goes back to Tom Rohr and Dennis Rose. Um, Dennis was as strong an advocate for 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 youth golf as of anybody you know in Hawaii going back, and and uh, Mr. Rohr, you know his strong deep roots with um with the united states uh golf association you know he was a national director at one time or the uh, president's advisory council he was uh and so you know just their deep love for the game and and seeing that waikoloa could make a difference here along the kahala coast like i said it goes back to the common theme of just being welcoming uh to everybody here in the resort and and that's just something that's reverberated it's grown and it and it's a culture uh, that that exists within the re- resort community that was founded a long time ago. So, just being open and welcoming, I think you know a golf course probably is the epitome epitome of that. I think it's the only T Gale show ESPN Hawaii.com. You can get the uh, podcast at iTunes and also on Facebook at Emily T Gale talking with Scott Head, the VP of Resort Operations at Waikoloa Beach Resort. And you know there there are so many young players that are now have had college scholarships 
or they're off playing professionally. I, I mean, I saw on Facebook yesterday someone named Sam Gillis who started in your junior golf program. He's now on the mainland. They just won. He's at a Division two, and they just won their championship for the Division school two school colleges. I mean, it's I can I could give you a list of people that you probably don't even know. Twenty, thirty kids that have gone off to the college scholarships that started their golf as. Five, six, seven, eight-year-olds in your junior golf programs years ago. So yeah. it, it has a, it's had a wonderful impact. And a lot of them have come back and they're working at golf courses up and down yeah, the golf sure course. Are. Absolutely. So they've turned into really uh, you know nice jobs and professions for them. And speaking of that, what a great staff you've got. I mean, uh, you know, Jordan Robb, Kevin Canoza played with the University of Hawaii at Hilo. He played in that Division One tournament that you've hosted for many years that is considered one of the most popular Division One golf tournaments in the country that many of the schools hope they get invited to, right? That's right. There's That's a right. limited number of schools that come. Just Jordan Spieth was on the winning team a couple of years he ago. Was, he was, and, and uh, unfortunately he lost in a playoff uh, to a, a player from USC that I can't remember. And he missed, a, believe it or not, he missed a three-foot putt in, in uh, extra holes to... to you know, could have kept going on forward, but it, it, it's uh, they just celebrate the 25th year, the 25 years for the that events for the Amarari. Yeah, it's 25 wonderful. years, and it it's widely considered a preview to the uh, national collegiate championship. Absolutely, it's, uh, and it, it you know Kevin had pulled up a statistic online that ranks it, it, on an international basis, a global basis, the um, events with the strongest fields internationally. And our tournament was ranked like number 19 in the world. So when you look at the strength of the field, it was one of the strongest. You think all the all the national events, you know, and to think that we had uh, we can assemble the best one of the best amateur events in the world here at Waikoloa, and we've been doing it for 25 years. And I think Raven is one of the most popular ones for the fun that the players have, you know. Cause and you know, and they love coming here because oh, they love Waikoloa. They have, we have we have all the different accommodation types. Yeah. And you got it, it. They can go. You know, we have uh, the Island Gourmet Market. They can go. You know, uh, you know, go get, get anything they yeah. want. Are they? And all the choices of dining and shopping and entertainment and fun. They love it. And I think it's pretty neat that Kevin, uh, your your director of golf, went to school here at University of, of Hawaii. And right. He was with Waikoloa Beach Resort many years ago <clears throat> and has come back as your director of golf. Becky Ryan, your marketing administrator. And Jordan Rock, nice story, the way he's been here as your assistant pro in, in the PGA Apprentice Program and your guest attendants. I can't say enough nice things about them, yeah, how, thank you. how great they are. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful experience for people to... To go to come to Hawaii and be able to go out and play golf, be able to go to the beach, be able to do everything they want, right within walking distance of where their where their accommodations are. Yeah, and it's uh, really that's a good point. You can um, you have access with pedestrian access to virtually oh, yeah. everything within and very reasonable access. Just another reason to come to Waikoloa. And people use it. They're really out they there do. walking they, from places. Hey, you have one of your King's Club members who rides his bike over with a couple of clubs and practices at the driving yeah, range every funny. night. That's you know, good to see. Your King's Club membership, you I think, everywhere. is one of the, um, you know, is, is a, an incredible feature for homeowners. Do you know how many uh, homeowners are here at the resort? I'm a realtor. I don't know how many there are, though. How many uh, homeowners? Yeah. Or how well, many, there's a thou- uh, there's a thousand condominium units. Yeah, that's here. what I mean. Okay, a thousand. So there's okay. a thousand condominium units, and then, um, you know, the population of those that that are residing here year uh, round has really that that complexion has changed over time. We see more people here that are coming more frequently, 
or staying longer mm-hmm. or choosing to make this their primary residence, which is quite interesting. You know, so we really, when you use the word community, you can use that word relatively loosely. But truly, we have become a community because people uh, are residing here year-round, which is very interesting. That wasn't the case 15, 20 years ago. And I don't use the word community at all because I'm out there meeting these people. And I know what their lifestyles are and what they do and how much they're involved and their friends and relatives come and visit them. And this is their home. You know, when they bought their places 10 years ago or something, the idea was they were going to move here and stay here. But a lot of people are, like you say, they're year-round residents. And your King's Club membership, has just really been a wonderful thing for a lot of these homeowners, uh, whether they're snowbirds and they put their units into rental pools or what. Do you, you mind sharing a little bit about the King's Club membership? No. Well, first of all, we, we started it um, almost 10 years ago, and uh, it's been very successful and with the intent of uh, creating, um, bringing people together uh, through the game of golf. That was kind of the central theme. And, and so when we looked at it, we thought, well, maybe there's an economic platform here for people that, that don't play the game that may want to join. And so we have, you know, we have silver and gold memberships. The silver member, membership is, uh, is where if, if you, you and your spouse would like to join, you're, you know, it's more of a traditional type club membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for somebody that wants their unit, their condominium unit or their, their single family dwelling, uh, to have access to the where, the where the occupants of that unit are guests or somebody that's there on a uh, you know uh, on a short-term rental could have access to some of the club membership benefits. Um, that's how we set it up. So you, that's called our gold membership. So you you can actually buy buy a club membership that attaches to your condominium unit, uh, whereby anybody staying there, regardless, you know anybody staying there. Can have access to some of the same rights and benefits and discounted uh, rates as a regular member does. Now, those people aren't, they don't get to go to the cocktail receptions or the whale watching or the things that we put together for our members, but they do have uh, a kind of a, a sense of membership because they're staying in a unit that's tied to it. And they get a discount when they're playing. I don't even like to use the discount, just a really well, special the, rate for the, the golf. Benefits. Yeah, yeah that's part of the benefits. Yeah, right. for someone who's renting, that's a real key feature when they're staying in a unit. What's it going to cost me to play golf? That's and it's substantially less if, the, if they were staying yeah. in a condo that's not part of the membership exactly. program. Exactly. So and uh, substantially. So there's that. That's the economic platform that we kind of you know. So we have really, you know, the two platforms there. You have the social, more you know, traditional type uh, membership with the benefits, and we bring people together in the spirit of the game of golf. And then we have those that are, hey, listen, you know, I I, I bought uh, my unit. I, I want a, a kind of a a competitive advantage in terms of how I market that, how I differentiate that unit, and maybe I should buy a membership for my unit. And uh, and, and a lot of people do that quite successfully. And um, it's been, it's it, I think, you know, it, it's been very successful. And I think another feature that I've noticed, because I meet a lot of the King's Club members on the, the practice range, because one of the amenities is they can use the practice range. That's so correct. they're out there more often. So it's a lot like a gym membership. Everybody's paying the same price. But right. whoever uses it the most is getting more out of it. Yeah. And I, what I found by the, the number of the members that I've met on the driving range or around the uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort Kings 
the whole facility, whether it's the My Grill or the clubhouse or what, is that they play more golf because they're a member. And their wives, the biggest one is so often is the significant other starts playing because it's part of the family yeah. membership. Well, you know what? That's what it ended up. When we put the club together, that you hit the, 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 the nail right on the head. Um, it ended up becoming more of a loyalty program, you know, for, and but people are vested. They're, they're truly vested. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they probably play more golf. I can tell you result. that you. I, I, you, know, you. I, I just I, I try to keep the program kind of quiet because I feel like we developed something here very unique that I haven't seen uh, replicated at any of the other resort communities. And uh, I'm wondering how I can you know how we can um, protect the intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the word has to get out. I'm surprised more properties don't aren't looking to do something similar. Well, I think as they learn, as they all. Uh, meet more that our members they're starting to see you know because it's nothing like having a, a current member be enthusiastic about why they are a member and how yeah. they're utilizing the amenities but the biggest one I get is that uh, your club champion this year Carrie Rickards yeah. his wife didn't play a few years ago and I used to say to him well just get her over and have her bring a book and sit in the cart you know and, and pretty soon she started hitting balls and now she's the one that loves the game he does yeah, too funny. but it's because they're, they're members and he's using the driving range every day and now she's using it every day so again i liken it to a gym membership of you know we can use it once a week or we can go use it five days a week everybody pays the same thing so that's a good that's how well we use it so it's scott head the vp of resort operations uh, we're talking with at waikoloa beach resort just a a wonderful part of our big island community and uh i think scott would be the, the first to say when you know when you're driving up and down the coast we have a lot of great facilities and they love it when people come and enjoy the Waikoloa Beach Resort. We can't uh, end this without mentioning the Queens Bowl, the you know the concert, the outdoor concert venue you have. Yeah, the Waikoloa Bowl. And the Waikoloa Bowl. It, yeah. It's a right it's, by the Queens. It's a it's yeah. a beautiful amenity, and you know we'll have five thousand people there on Fourth of July. Uh, we're you know we're we're using it to uh, and hopefully you can come over here uh, for the charity walk. Because all our food food vendors will be there mm-hmm. when the when the uh, everybody will load into the bowl after, you know, going around either running or walking throughout the resort. But um, uh, we've had Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh, did I hear the, the Stevie Boys. Wonder there a couple weeks ago at a private he went party? for a private party? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it was spectacular. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was in the mainland at the time. Otherwise, I would have been in the parking lot. I meant to, to come over to listen. <laughs> I forgot. But you know, let's just take a moment and talk about the um, Hawaii lodging and tourism. Uh, Cherry Walk that's been going on since 1978 and uh, it's raised in 28 years I mean millions of dollars and it goes back into every community every you know, whether it's uh, it's on every island at that's the same right. day it's the money that's that that's generated here stays here and you're hosting it here at, yeah we're hosting uh, yeah. it here uh, we're kind of on a rotation right now right. where we'll do two years here then I'll go to Manalani uh-huh. for two years and uh, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, you know, this year finishing up, culminating in the bowl with the entertainment and activities and all the food vendors there, I think it's going to be very festive. And I think uh, everybody's going to be, well, maybe we should have this be yeah, a permanent I think so home, too. Yeah. Uh, for the ch- and we would love for that. And, you know, that's the nice thing about what you've done here at Waikoloa Beach Resort, being a master plan community, is that you have anticipated the growth that, we, you know, is going to happen, right? On, on every island, and certainly here on the big island, because it's it just it seems to be growing faster than the other islands. But you've anticipated that so that you can handle bigger crowds. Even your center court or the coronation 
pavilion. Right. Even the way that has, is laid out, I, I've noticed that whether it's a small group or a large group, it handles it nicely. It does. And, it, it, you know, you've got a while yet before it'll be outgrown. So that was a, somebody did some good planning and, and believing that it was going to be kind of the heartbeat of the Kohala Coast. What is it, the gathering spot? The gathering place of the Kohala Coast. Kohala Coast, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love the, the wideness and the, the walkways that you have between all the shops because it isn't so much like driving people into the stores. They, yeah. they, they end up going into the stores, but you've got places where the kids can go over the bridges and right. look at the fish. And it's kind of called the racetrack. It's kind of, if you, you look at it, okay. it kind of does this, you know. And those little yeah. sprinkler things that the kids <laughs> love so much. Yeah, and not to do. mention your landscaping is fantastic. And the other day, he was writing the, uh, lighting the tiki torches. Yeah. You know, a lot of really nice touches. A lot of and nice plenty touches. Plenty of parking. Very well planned. So a lot, uh, plenty of parking is a nice That's touch. A lot, of, a lot of parking there, for sure. And so yeah. you can park at the Queen's Marketplace. You can walk over to yeah. A Bay in five, five, ten minutes. That's so right. You can take a walk. There's all kinds of, the sidewalks are wonderful for walking. So. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you know, years ago I had, uh, I've always spent a lot of time here because I've been involved in some way or another, but I'm over here probably every single day for some reason. You know, as I come back from Kona, yeah. grab, you know, go in and do a little shopping or stop at one of the restaurants or hit some golf balls or just kind of check in what's going on at the center court. And it's just, it's a wonderful addition to all of us that live in Waikoloa Village, that live in Kona. I tell people that are up here at the resort, get down into Kailua, Kona and see our little village down there. I'm talking to people down in Kailua Village. Get up to the Kohala Coast. Yeah. They're two different lifestyles, but they're all integral to the total experience of visiting the Big Island. Right, right. And, you know, talking about, you know, from the village, getting from the village down into Waikoloa, you know, that the intersection is going to be complete here. We, we hope that it's open in the middle of October, in case anybody's interested. So there'll be a light there? Oh, yeah. There'll, there'll be, be what, you see, what, what you see out there right now is all temporary. Uh-huh. And then the permanent light system will come in. And so, um, and then it'll be programmed, and it has to go through inspection. And so, you're looking at probably the middle of October. Okay, that, will you be able to make a straight shot down Waikoloa, <laughs> Waikoloa Road, right on, right into yeah. Waikoloa Beach Drive? Well, frankly, you live in Waikoloa Village, right? I uh, do. No, I live in Waimea. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that drive in we have in Waikoloa Village. It's beautiful, and that that intersection being added is going to be a, a yeah, nice touch. Nice, yeah. And just a reminder to everybody about Bike Works Beach and Sport. You know what they've done? Their their bike rides every Tuesday morning. Uh, at 8.30, they're getting 20, 30 people every Tuesday. They, you know, it's for any level of biker. Yep. And uh, it's just wonderful to see the, the, the response they've had to their events and what they've contributed to well, the community. And they, they've really built such a wonderful brand, so widely respected for their expertise in what they do. Um, but they're really smart, and they've, they've uh, built a brand up largely through the events that they put on successful, well-run highly organized events. And I, you know, Jant and Grant at Higa Miller are supporters, longtime friends, and I bought my first mountain bike from Grant 28 years ago when he had just had a little kiosk in town with a couple bikes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and my first mountain bike and went to New Zealand with Panniers and my camping gear and he got me all set up. And so a lot of us have grown into our, you know, multi-sport activity through Bike Works, but to see what they've done, and they would be the first to say that your support of all their activities and, and Don Dehan and Margo Mao and everybody at Queen's Marketplace that gives them such support when they're creating these events is uh, the cooperative spirit has been a wonderful thing to watch. Yeah, they're a great partner. Yeah. So we're, we're glad. And a lot of your places, Ocean Sports. Wow, uh-huh. what a yeah. what a great asset they are to, for people to be able to go out and whale watches and everything right here at the resort. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So last thoughts to our listeners, Scott. 
Uh, no, come on over. I just want to stress, you know, we've been uh, with a gathering place at the Kahala Pup Coast, and uh, and we welcome everybody here at Waikoloa. Well, one last story. I Somebody handed me a golf ball, Detroit being my hometown. Of course, you're, you spent time in Detroit. You were uh-huh. up at Treetops in up Michigan. In Michigan. And so yeah. we have a lot of mutual friends in Detroit. In fact, it was a mutual friend that introduced us. That's right. A writer, Jack Berry, 50 yep. years with a sports writer. I always say he got the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Masters. I always say that the best award he ever got was the parking space at the Masters <laughs> because of his Lifetime Achievement Award. But uh, oh, what was my point? Oh, the story. Somebody handed me a um, Detroit golf ball that they found out in Waikoloa. So I posted it with a Waikoloa golf ball. Oh, that's ball. cute. And uh, Renee Monforton from the Detroit Visitors and Convention Bureau, you know, they got a real kick out of seeing that, the two of them <laughs> together. So, you know, in many ways, because Detroit, there's a lot of Detroiters that come to Hawaii. There are. And We uh, talk about, the, you know, the, the strength of the mid- mid- Midwest market all the time. Probably more golf played there per capita than... Uh, it leads the country, and that's actually amazing because you have a thousand golf courses there. So just think how much golf is actually being played in you know. four or five months of the season. That's right. But they're all they, as many of them as they can. They come here to Hawaii. More I golf. think I hear from most of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's always good to see everybody, and it's always good to see you, Scott Head, VP of uh, Resort Operations here at the Waikoloa Beach Resort. And we both say aloha. aloha. So a couple comments about some things Scott talked about. One, um, the annual charity walk. It's the 38th year, and the goal this year, uh, $315,000 to raise for Big Island Charities. So popular event for many years, and I came across a newspaper story from 1988, a few years after I had moved here, and somebody asked me if I could do something for the charity walk, and I happened to reach out to my brother, who's a musician and an actor, and he reached out to someone he was dating at the time, and that was Bonnie Raitt, and the two of them came over here and did a little concert down at the Kona Lagoon, and it was just fun to pull out the newspaper story and and uh, reminisce about that, because that, that was pretty cool. We... Um, Max and Bonnie, you know, played some music together. Max is a musician as well, my brother. And people loved her. They loved him, too. It was great. And uh, it was, uh, they both gave so much of their time. And I I just uh, really had some good feelings when I picked up the story from the Honolulu Advertiser by Will Hoover, where he was talking about how that all came about as far as somebody asking me to do something. And then I called Max and asked him if he would come and do something. And then he asked Bonnie if she would come along with him. And they both came over and it was uh, just a, a great contribution to the Hawaii Charity Walk back in that day. But that was, you know, it only been, you know, around for a while at that time. Now here it is 38 years later. But millions of dollars have been raised for all the islands and uh, certainly lots of money raised on the big island here in Hawaii and Waikoloa Beach Resort hosting it this year. And uh, the other one I want to make comment on is uh, Bike Works Beach and Sport, the Cinco de Mayo uh, swim that they had at the Ho'omalu Bay uh, just of recent. And that is the first leg of the Triple Crown that Bike Works is uh, sponsors and the Triple Count is uh, somebody that in all three events, uh, they, they're rated, you know, who gets first, second, and third, whatever ranking, and they have to have entered all three events. But the next one coming up is the um, the Hapuna Rough Water Swim, and that is on June 18th. 
and it's a one-mile race, of course, down at Hapuna. And there's also going to be a 400-meter keiki swim race. Um, but let me encourage you to stop by Bike Works Beach and Sport in the Queen's Marketplace and get all the info you want to get about that and, and get, get signed up as well. And also the following the third event of the King's Swim, uh, Kona Aquatics, uh, that would be Steve Borowski. Oh, my gosh, how much he has contributed to developing swimmers on this island, young and old and in between. But uh, Kona Aquatics, so it's the 22nd annual King's Swim. Ooh, I just I remember when that started. I can't believe that. Uh, it's a 1.2-mile course down at Kailua Bay, and once again, Bike Works uh, really – Heavily involved, and you can pick up the application at the Bike Works Beach and Sport, Queen's Marketplace, or Bike Works in Kona. And I'm sure at, um, at Bike Works, Kona Beach and Sport down on Ali'i Drive. And they're looking for volunteers, of course. So you can use them for all these events with kayaks and surfboards or stand-up paddle boards. So you can be on the safety patrol. And again, uh, Steve Browski, you can call him 334-0083, questions on that. But any of the Bike Works are great headquarters to get information on these because they are such supporters and sponsors of all these events it's just amazing how they are out there doing so much and scott referred to the um or we did scott and i scott had vp of resort operations at wyclow beach resort the sunset run that was a bike work sponsored event for path and the als development therapy um the path association is a longtime association that bike works has had with a path people's advocacy for trails hawaii and we'd like to encourage you to go to uh, pathhawaii.org and sign up for their newsletter it's free or or you can donate but uh there's strength in the numbers if they you know people being part of their organization and they do send out a great newsletter tina clothier the executive director now and so many wonderful things that are happening because of so many great efforts by a lot of people. And the Cinco de Mayo event that uh, Bike Works put on was also a fundraiser for the Daniel Sare Foundation. Uh, that's an organization dear to my heart. Dr. Frank uh, Sare and Laura Sare, my dentist and hygienist, they're retired now, but they lost their son to a hiking accident in Polo Valley about 18, 19 years ago. And when they saw how much effort the... Uh, Hawaii County Fire Department Rescue Squad put into trying to recover Daniel's body, and they were made aware on that day of just uh, the shortage of equipment and and the dedication of the firefighters. They vowed they were going to do everything they could to raise money to get very needed equipment on our Hawaii Island for uh, rescues, all kinds of rescues, whether it's in the ocean or on land, and we're we're all susceptible to be one of those people that needs to be rescued. And so they have an annual dinner every every September, but they they are fundraising year round, and the amount of equipment into the millions of dollars that they have raised and and or the monies they've raised to get equipment, and also got a lot of equipment that has been donated. Iron Man's been very generous. So, uh, again, that was the Cinco de Mayo swim that Bike Works put on at Waikoloa Beach Resort. But Scott, uh, re, uh, they give a, they deserve a lot of credit, Waikoloa Beach Resort, the way they have stepped up to the plate and really been willing to have all kinds of multi-sport activities throughout the resort. I give them a lot of credit for it. I was in Bike Works the other night picking up uh, uh, my tire. I had a flat tire and got it fixed and... Um, 
So I was in there picking it up. While I was in there, someone came by, and they were they had two young boys with them. They were seven and five years old, and they were looking, asking at Bike Works where they could um, take golf lessons for their kids, their keiki. So I happened to be standing there and got her phone number and said I'd give her some information. So I'm just going to share with you that uh, Jordan Ropp at Waikoloa Beach Resort, the assistant pro there, he gives lessons. He gives lessons for keikis as well. And that's over at the Waikoloa Beach and Kings course. And I also want to mention their family days, which is a program I really love. It's 3.30 every day, space available. Families can play for uh, nine holes, and it's just uh, $25 for the kids. And it's complimentary Nike rental clubs for the KK. And then for adults, it's just $50 for the nine holes and $25 for the rental clubs. And it has been such a hit. It's really fun to see how many families are availing themselves of this uh family golf days at Waikoloa Kings and Beach Course. And the neat thing about it is that families can go do everything else they want to do when they're on vacation from going to the beach and sightseeing and zip lining and whatever, all the many things that are available for visitors to do. And then late in the afternoon, they can come play golf. And the nine holes is just enough both for the keiki and for the adults. So that's uh, the Waikoloa family days. I think it should be mentioned that uh, recently was the uh, USGA qualifying for the U.S. Open coming up at Oakmont in June. And the qualifying, local qualifying, was down at Hokalia. And one of the, well, the qualifiers were um, um, Chris Kiter, who works up at Nenea, assistant pro, and also Hunter Larson, who is the assistant pro at Kohananiki. But watching both of them, you know, since junior golfers, but and also Dale and Yamauchi was the first alternate. I think it's really important to make note that Hunter Larson learned to play golf when he was a KK through the Waikoloa Beach Resort Junior Golf Program. It was it just such, for years that program put out so many young golfers that stayed with it and played high school, went on and either played college or turned golf into their profession. So he... he really proud. He should be proud, They all of them, for doing it. And Dalen, Dalen practices out at Waikoloa Beach Resort, and he also practiced there while he was a member of the University of Hawaii Hilo golf team. He had a really good career in that regard, and for the last year, he's been working on his game. He's going to turn professional, and um, he is the first alternate, and he was, he was ecstatic that he played so well, because he hadn't been in competition for almost a year, not much anyway. So I'll be running those interviews next week, but I just thought it was important to acknowledge Waikoloa Beach Resort's um, number of years and and programs that they have offered and also the opportunity for high school golfers, college golfers, all that they do to foster and develop the game of golf um, out there at the Waikoloa Beach and Kings course. And let's see, oh, uh, Malik, I ran into Malik McCona, who works at Bike Works. He's a a high school, I think he's a junior or senior, but he's someone that uh, has really done well with uh, cycling, took up the sport. I think it's just a couple years ago. We had him as a guest on the show a while back. Bike Works is one of his sponsors, but he really took to to biking. I remember I asked him how he happened to get into it, and he he said he didn't make the soccer team. (laughs) So he he got on the triathlon club, and then he didn't really like swimming and running, but he really liked cycling, and that's what he's focused on. And the folks at Bike Works have really been giving him support. Last year he ran, did some races on the mainland, and he just did some a, a couple months ago. But I saw him the other day, and 
He told me he's going to be racing in Wisconsin for the Tour of Dairy Lands from June 17th to 26th. And then he's pretty excited. He's going to be doing the Junior 17-18 Men's Nationals in Kentucky, Louisville, the end of June. So wish him well. And, um, you know, fun to fun to talk story with everybody at Bike Shark. They all have uh, very interesting backgrounds. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. And the other thing I want to mention is after I left Scott Head, after we had our talk story, I ran into Kathy Tarleton here in Waikoloa Village where we both live. And I happened to, Kathy does a lot of stories about Waikoloa Beach Resort, about everything. She's my, I think I almost have to say she's one of my most favorite writers here on the Big Island. She just does a wonderful stories about the culture, historical aspects of, of Hawaii and on all kinds of subjects. But when she gets in those subjects, she's really does such a good job of researching. But she is a, a, a frequent contributor to Keola Magazine, one of my favorite magazines on this island, Barb Garcia, the publisher. And uh, just been amazing what Barb's been able to do with the magazine. I remember when she was contemplating starting to publish a magazine. Uh, the, her, the, the precursor to her magazine was Kona Views a long time ago. And who would have thought that Barb could have created what she has over, I don't know how many years it's been, maybe five, six or so, five or six years. But absolutely beautiful. So it's Barbara Garcia Bowman is it, her actually married name. She's the publisher of the marketing and operations. And then um, who else is really involved with her is, um, well, Renee Robinson is the editor and the art director. And just just lots of great contributors at every every uh, issue. But Kathy Tarleton um, has a book called Potlucks. I really encourage you, if you can get that book and read it, you will, you will laugh. It, it just is so, so good. My f- most favorite short story that she has in there is called Potlucks. But I, I did uh, want to. I picked up the new issue of Keola, and Kathy has a, a wonderful story in the magazine this month. She does write a lot about Waikoloa Beach Resort, but this month she has one that I, I just really loved, and it was about, um, it was about um, Mary Ann Lim from the Lim family, who, is, who we've all. who hasn't enjoyed their music and had just such high regard for their talent, entertainment, and aloha that the Lim family has shared. But So Catherine Tarleton, one of the really nice stories in the Keola magazine this month. But it was really interesting to she gets so into the history of people and tells their backstory. And Marianne Lim first started working at the Mauna Kea Beach Hotel because that's where the Lim family is, is headquartered in, in many ways with their luau and, and their entertainment. But she started there in 1965 as a cafeteria food server. She says, I had to climb through the sand piles and ladders and everything to serve hot food to the workers. I loved it. I loved to cook. <laughs> and in her 30-year career there has, was not limited to the kitchen, however. And our food and beverage manager had musicians here or there. So one time he got stuck and he called me to play for cocktail hour because she had learned to play ukulele uh, from her dad. So the story is just so wonderful. But I think that is the wonderful thing about the resorts up and down the coast is that there's so much backstory to all the people that work at the resorts. And so many of them have worked there from when they started. And uh, it, it is has been a... a a wonderful, it's not always, and sometimes challenging integration into the community of 
of the resort lifestyle and the local lifestyle and and just um, I love reading stories like what is in Kola magazine uh, every couple months when the new issue comes out they also have a bridal issue this month but I don't know I just felt a, a, I really need to mention that because it takes a lot to publish a magazine we've got a lot of great of great ones on this island but Kola is certainly one of my favorite. So pick it up on newsstands everywhere. It's complimentary. And um, I've sent subscriptions to a couple of my friends on the mainland who come to Hawaii and, and love the magazine. So it's turned out to be a nice thing to send them as a gift. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Also, you can get the free podcast at iTunes. And speaking of podcasts, <laughs> well, a couple of stories I think that have to do with my Detroit connection, uh, which is my hometown and and there's so many, in fact, that Scott Head and I mentioned that we had mutual friends in the, the Michigan area in Detroit. And uh, two stories from this just this past couple of days. One was Monday, I was down at Hokalia for the USGA qualifying. And when I was awaiting the, uh, somebody who had caddied, his name was uh, Brian Axelrod. And when I said hello to him, he said, hey, Emily, every time I see uh, or hear hear your radio spots or hear your radio show, I always tell my, I think he said his wife or somebody that I knew her when I was, he said, when I was about eight or nine years old, I lived in Detroit and my father's office was across the street from her store and I used to go in her store and play (laughs) Pac-Man. I really got a kick out of that. So he had some nice stories to share about Detroit. And uh, when his father worked downtown, and of course, Emily's across the street, my store in downtown was a hangout for many, many people, and I run into people all the time. And then the other story is um, uh, podcasts. I move my shows. Uh, I love having my show on ESPNHawaii.com. And uh, they can only carry about six or seven shows, keeping them on backup. So I transfer them over to Podomatic under something called Emily T. Gale Talk Story. So I was having some challenges with with uh, my podcast, and I'd been sending in my, for my technical support, and and the lady that called me, her her name is uh, Sloan, and we got talking, and it turned out she was we got talking about Detroit actually, and uh, she used to live in Reno and had a bar there called the Underground, and she said, oh my favorite employees, bartenders were from Detroit and they just loved it and they, they had to move back home. They really missed it and and uh, she put me in touch with them. So this morning I got an email from from uh, her friend and uh, Tammy Millett is her name, but wow, she wrote me a, just a really long piece. I'm going to use it in a show sometime, read it, but a whole story about how she's moved away from Detroit, moved back a couple times, and now this time she feels she's never going to leave, and and just uh, just a wonderful connection, and I love these kind of stories that we all weave together in some, some way or another, and uh, I don't know why I wanted to share that. I guess it's just that the more we talk to people, the more we realize how connected we all are, and and I I just enjoy that part of life. And I enjoy sharing the stories here on the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com. And I want to give a big thanks to some of my supporters, um, certainly Bike Works, Speech and Sport, Janet Higa Miller and Grant Miller, longtime friends and supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show, uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort, Chikunataki, Viaha River Coffee, gosh, 
really long time friends, uh, as, as long as I've lived here since the 80s. They've been friends of mine. Met them when I came to do my first Ironman back in 1981 from Detroit. And uh, so just a big shout out to all the Kunataki, uh, Ohana. Really appreciate their friendship as well as their longtime support of the Emily T. Gale Show. Three-time winners, I think it is, of the People's Choice Awards. Their family has been on their land for 96, 97 years, something like that. So they do know how to make a coffee. It's really done local style. And uh, they're so proud of, of their Waiaha River coffee, which is available at Dinah's up in Halualoa. Also a big uh, mahalo to Robert at 808computers.com. And Robert recommended a book to me recently called um, Younger Next Year. He had kind of a diabetes warning, and he decided he was going to change his lifestyle. He read this book, and he's lost a lot of weight and just feeling really good about his health. And the book was wonderful. So he sent me an audio copy of it to listen to, which I did. Took a lot of notes, learned a lot of things that I did not know, even though I've been an athlete or think of myself as that because I've run a lot of long-distance races and marathons and always tried to stay in pretty good shape but never never got into my optimum. And uh, I think I got inspired by this book, Younger Next Year, that, that Robert gave me. And so we're going to talk with Robert soon on that journey of his to, to get away from all those uh, signs of diabetes. And uh, it seems like it's a timely time to talk about it because just over the last couple of weeks, I've had half a dozen friends that have had complications from diabetes or, um, unfortunately, uh, one of them having lost one of their limbs. So it's going to be a, a, a interesting show, and I think it's one that's worth worth talking about. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. Also, a big thanks to um, West Hawaii Day, Short Hops, J.R. DeGroote, the editor, always running my my columns for the um, guests that are on the Emily T. Gale Show, and uh, North Hawaii News, doing a nice job, too, Landry Fuller. Speaking of that, uh, Landry's husband, George Fuller, just wrote a great story on the uh, Waikoloa Beach Resort, Napaka uh Magazine. I'm going to have to post that about the nightingales. And I've had so many people from the mainland ask me, "Is that really true? Those signs I see that say, uh, uh, watch for the donkeys.'" And this story really explains uh, the nice the background of the nightingales and what's going on with them these days. And I don't know why I mentioned that, except that I I just think it's a an interesting story. And and I was referring to West Hawaii today. What a great job they have been doing on the uh, high school sports covering it. So has ESPNHawaii.com. Jo- Josh with his live broadcasts and and his, of course, show five days a week, the Josh Pacheco show. But I just love watching and trying to keep up with what's going on with all the high school sports, particularly towards the end of the year here as they're all getting into their championships. Kona Wina, uh, what a year that they've had, and they're having their fundraiser. Well, we'll have had it when the show posts a fundraiser uh, out at Halavai, but they have an awful lot to celebrate, all the Kona Wina Wildcats. Bill Trumbull, what a great job he's done as the athletic director. And uh, also a big thanks to ESPN uh, Hawaii.com. And I really am proud to be a part of the lineup at ESPNHawaii.com. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Aloha.